0: Hey, this is Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me just about everywhere podcasts are at. Today, my guest is Jack Lloyd. Uh, many of you guys will know him. He does the Voluntarist comic book series. He's always also here in, uh, out and about in other spots as well. Um, the the topic, I mean, obviously it's gonna be comics. I mean, not obviously. Actually, I've met him multiple times. He's one of those guys you can talk to about a ton of shit. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about comics and how they in, uh, interacts with Liberty and shit. Uh, as always, give me money. Patreon.com. Just no way. Jose 2020. If you want to do that, you can get my content earlier. If not, I don't care. Whatever. Uh, as always, fucking Top Lobster. I fucking finally got his shit. It's high on Liberty shirt. Uh, so, yeah, go check him out. He's also got, my, uh, he's got some of my swag up on his site if you guys want to get that. And yeah, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and bring on Jack. What's up, dude?
1: Hey, Jose, how's it going?
0: Good, good. Yeah, this is a f- we've met twice in real life, and uh, uh-huh. fucking first time we're doing a podcast together. So it's like, it's just kind of weird. It's like the other way around, you know. <laughs> in this liberty space, I've podcasted people, that hardly met anyone in real life, but right, we've, yeah, we've met twice now. So
1: that is yeah. true. It's more often the case that you like meet someone first online these days with liberty stuff, and that you know that maybe.
0: Yeah, well kind of worked out. Like you're you're kind of one of those ones I people want to talk to for a while anyways, because as you can see behind me, we talked a little bit before, like comics is a little bit my thing. I'm yeah. not as big of a comics head as I used to be, but uh I mean I'm definitely a fan, clearly. Uh, so yeah, it means I, mean, I figure we could have a good time talking, uh, kind of follow my for anyone who's been following my show for a while. I've kinda I've done a couple episodes of comics and I have a template where I just kinda like to just for fun, you know, we'll me and you both talk about our favorite comics are one's best for new people and then also like fucking most liberty minded cuz uh I just think it's interesting how well like how how cool the medium comics can be to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I mean as it, we've talked before you you fucking you have the voluntarist comics. So I don't know if you want to tell everybody about that, you know, and also let them know who you are while you're at it. I kind of gave you a quick intro, but it was probably shit. So, no,
1: that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I uh In terms of the comic stuff, I have a comic book series that I have been working on uh, since about, uh, you could say, August 2012. And the comic series revolves around a protagonist who is kind of pitted against the government in the series. And instead of the typical state-worshipping themes that are basically everywhere and all mainstream comics actually get somewhere, um, the comic book series has a default norm that the government is not good or not just the government, but government itself. Uh, so I would say that it is unique in the comic book space in a, in a wide degree. And I, I definitely think that it's a story that is worth hearing in terms of the plot and development and the character, but it's also something that is uh, worth exploring uh, in terms of just looking for Easter eggs and other things that kind of spur your interest in ideas or themes of liberty or different events in the world that you know may have happened so it, it's got a lot of interesting developments in that way
0: what kind of tone does your comic take on i I'll, i've honestly never read it i just haven't gotten around to it um but yeah i'm just i was kind of curious what tonic is because i know i've seen some of your stuff and it's very on the nose like the name in the, the superhero, like the voluntarist or something and yeah, so like on, a, a, a lot of them are very on the nose names so i don't know if it's like you are you're clearly is it more like comedic like parody or is it more serious i'm just i'm just kind of curious what tone you're shooting for with it so um
1: no the ac- the actual comic book story is a real like serious comic book story that, you know there's uh, character development um and different types of uh you could say uh, turning points uh, and suspense that drive the narrative so it's it's not something that is you know meant to be kind of pure parody or like on the face. Uh, I guess you could say just like preaching of, of principles. No, it, it's just actually a voluntary story. I use the covers and stuff as kind of like art pieces, but the actual story itself, when you open it up, um, uh, follows along a, uh, you could say a traditional path of, you know, storytelling um, in some ways in terms of just introducing characters and, and showing uh, conflict, but uh, in terms of the actual philosophy behind it and the narrative, it's, it's unprecedented. I would say, I, I have not seen a comic book series uh, do what I do. And that's even noting some other comic book series that, that are out there that were made by libertarians uh, way mm-hmm. back. So
0: yeah I've, I've I've noticed too it's I mean we'll get into it a little bit I, I think comics have this thing where and also I think it's stories in general where like the the basic narrative of a story is like the hero's journey and then mm-hmm. like it just is in, inescapably like liberty minded in a sense so it's it's funny how like so much of like comics has been pervaded by like progressive ideas or like you know liberal type stuff but at its core I mean do me wrong, you'll see some really propaganda ish stuff will push you that way. But a lot of times you just like, look at what the core of the story is about. And a lot of times you're like, I mean, the hero's journey itself just kind of lends itself towards like liberty minded type stuff. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's almost like at our core, like Liberty in a sense. So and even as much as they try to fight it, cause mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's going to be one of the topics. I don't know what ones you picked for your most liberty minded one. That's one thing I've noticed a lot in comics. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, even the ones that aren't trying to be kind of end up being that way. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. Um, so you let's, you want to get into it? Let's fucking, what's your favorite comic? Let's, let's talk about that.
1: So my favorite series in terms of the actual uh, story and writing, uh, I think that just really stands out to me is Invincible. And it's funny cause that's very po- uh, popular right now. Thanks to the show on Amazon. But i had actually come across that in the early two thousands, you know, when it first came out, cause it was, you know, first being written in 2003 and i just found it fascinating and i'd actually <laughs> was reading it in like the library and when i did that i uh, you know kind of kept in the back of my mind uh, eventually leading up to my own comic book series uh, was invincible because it just i just really loved the way they did their writing and uh did their tropes and their you know, their, their characters and their action their sequence and the art and it was a i would say a big emulation in terms of appreciation of, of what they did in that comic series that uh was a part of me wanting to do my own for sure
0: yeah i think we briefly actually touched on that at our when we were when i met you at the uh the libertarian like florida convention or whatever because mm. yeah there's one thing you can definitely pick up from your art that you do pick up a lot of like notes from invincible it's mm. pretty uh i mean it's it's not like on the nose on the nose but once you 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 know that you're like oh okay because but yeah, I mean, Invincible is the shit. Have you watched the show yet? I mean, I, I'm the, mm-hmm. I'm not in the same place as you. I've read, I've read like 20 volumes, I think. Mm-hmm. I haven't finished. I'm still reading it, but I'm like, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it was, it's one of those comics I've been telling all my friends to read for a while and then they don't listen and the show comes out and they're all like, hell yeah. I'm like, yeah, I fucking <laughs> told you.
1: <laughs> so, I, yeah. I reread the entire series just a few weeks ago, literally the, uh, from start to finish from 2003 to you know i think it ended about 2018 like it was like 20 i forgot it was 25 trade paperbacks something like that 26 maybe um i've read them all um so yeah it it definitely is a, a series that i really appreciate like for many elements but at the same time um a part of the inspiration you could say uh was to go against what Uh, I guess you could say the author in in there was uh, going for um, because invincible does have many uh, themes of, of worshiping central planning and rulers and governments. uh, And, you know, it's, it's just common. It's like so many comics, like you just basically think it's CIA propaganda the way it's done. But, I mean, um, if
0: you if you look at it from a Hoppa perspective, it's not so bad.
1: <laughs> like, because uh, de- a lot of the
0: focus is on like monarchy and stuff. Because I know what you're getting, I know how the, the the series ends. So like, uh, a lot of it is kind of weirdly focused on like, if you do look at it as like monarchy being preferable to democracy, there is something there because they do focus a lot on like the the monarchs of different planets and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. It is very status comic, and in, in, uh, in mm-hmm. and
1: of itself, for sure. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Definitely a lot of Malthusian themes and central plane themes. And so, Mm. you know, to me, I was like, okay, well, despite the great writing and the innovative ways that they did panels and things like that, they still fell into the same old trap of, you know, government is, is the greater good, even if there's sometimes questionable things. And, and in that case, you know, invincible is not unique and original. I mean, there's a lot of original aspects to it, but not there. And that's why I was like, oh, OK, great. I'm st- still have a wide open opportunity for this kind of uh, storytelling in a way that nobody else is doing. So,
0: yeah, I know that it's that definitely true. I mean, it. I mean, it's one of those things as libertarians, you can't let things that are like not it's like I mean, sometimes it's like I feel like if something's like really on the nose and in your face, it's like hard to ignore but it is also a lot of times like just like me and you, I feel like you you may experience this as well. It's just sometimes you just gotta ignore it. Like you can see the the underlying subtext messages they're telling you, and you just gotta be like, just shut up and enjoy it.
1: <laughs> you know, like, like it is what it right. is. Uh, exactly. I yeah. like I enjoyed the Invincible series that is the animated uh, adaptation, even though they like furthered the SJW stuff, uh, you know, made mm. it worse, um, and, and changed up a number of things from the comic that you know some people call it modernizing but it's like this is the same thing that they did with the boys um that they did with man the high castle and amazon it's 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 the same trope that they just uh keep amplifying the you could say third wave discourses and uh you know worship of central planning glorification of of communism socialism things like that so you know it it's irritating but the show is still great i, I still love it still recommend it it's you know it's it's really good so
0: yeah no there, there were a few like cringe lines that i did catch which to be fair like i will give there is some because i did write it initially it was very much set in the setting of modern day so like there were references i think if i remember correctly in the comics that were like sorta kind of made references to modern day uh, things but mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense in a 2020 type perspective so sure. like i can kind of <laughs> see but even then the, the the things they chose were a lot of times like I don't know who was the one writer that they appealed? Uh, you, you actually, you might not know offhand. But there was some writer that's like a super SJW, like mm-hmm. uh, critical race theory type guy mm-hmm. that like they mentioned in passing, and it was very like teenagers don't talk about this shit. Like, well, what is this? You know, it was very weird. Yeah, no, no they definitely did that. I mean, they, they swapped swapped out some of the characters with like mm-hmm. they didn't. It wasn't too annoying. I mean, it was noticeable. I mean, if you've read the comic. But, right. like, what well, they, they made uh, his gr- his girlfriend, who was, like, a generic blonde-haired chick, into a right. black chick, which,
1: right. I mean, whatever. I mean, and okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm a fourth-wave feminist. Yeah. Like, it made him more, like, I mean, in, in the comic, obviously, Invincible, you know, definitely has some, like, weaknesses and, like, shows some type of, like, you know, more empathetic sentiments but they made him way more of a simp in this one like yeah in, in the in the animated adapta- adaptation like definitely more way more simpy
0: <laughs> yeah and to be fair with the chick thing i, I can uh, it was annoying they went that way but it was probably kind of good they gave her some character because i don't know if you remember the role that well i guess you just said you just reread it but like she was just generic boring girlfriend that you knew like why is mark even with her you know what i mean like because you just sense to yeah. me yeah
1: that, ma- with, that yeah. makes more sense. It's like, oh, he's just happy to have the hot girl as a high schooler, right? Like that's yeah. the point. It's supposed to be. Why are you even with this girl? Because he's he was a dumb high schooler who was just like, oh, I want to be with this like hot girl, like, and he yeah. didn't think about it. And it was the character development, you know, that happened with uh, Adam Eve. That drove- spoilers. <laughs> well, I think they they inference that in, in, in the animated yeah. show if you've watched it. So it is a spoiler mm. if you haven't watched the animated show. But I'm, I'm I guess I'm assuming the premise that most Normie people even at this point from what I've seen in terms of the amount of people have watched it, have seen, uh, mm. the animated show on Amazon. It, it's been that popular. So
0: and, and they've definitely inferred it heavily that there's a oh. thing there. So, in the <laughs> show, so, yeah, <laughs> so,
1: um, exactly. It, it's just that it, it was very clear that those substitutions and those changes were done in a heavy, you know, kind of leftist, uh, or you could say central planning bent, uh, yeah, appealing to all sjw so it's it's funny it's you know i mean it, it, it you could laugh at it too because because of how like hokey it is in some ways but yeah
0: that's what i was getting at with the one the one throwaway line i'm gonna it's gonna bug me later when it comes to my mind who it yeah. was they were talking to somebody really famous for like critical race theory type stuff um but yeah no like they they had a throwaway line about it and it was just really weird like no one knows this shit like it was just it, it just felt weird like why would you drop this in a line is something a high schooler is supposed to say like doesn't make sense but we're going to move on to mine Uh, i picked uh for my favorite swamp thing with the alan moore run i don't know if you have ever read that but it's like the probably the swamp run alan moore is known for you know being amazing basically i mean i'm sure you know this but alan moore did v for vendetta he did uh Watchman. Yeah, Watchmen. Uh he's done he's done a bunch of big ones. He did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is like a man, it was like a kind of they made a movie of it in like the thousands, so that might ring some people's bells. But okay. yeah, he uh yeah, he's he's big shit. Like Almore is like kind of the man in comics, in my opinion. He's my favorite comic book writer. Mm-hmm. Um you yeah. definitely you were talking about lefty stuff, and Swamp Thing definitely is like very I mean, it kind of lends itself to generic, like, you know foofy friggin' like eco lefty type stuff so mm-hmm. and and it does it very much goes in there but like I, I don't know i i don't mind like when it comes to stories i don't mind if the moral I, like if the moral of the story is something i don't agree with but it's mm-hmm. i guess it depends on how you handle it and i always feel like alan moore did a really good job like usually his stories would have a moral and whether you agree with them or not you'd still be like well that was a good fucking story like right. and he's actually i'm pretty sure he's an Ancom. so like there's a lot of like stuff that like people like me and you are like, cause like V for Vendetta, I really highly suggest anyone who's like, of the anarchist ilk uh, to check that out. Cause there is stuff that you will be like, what the hell? Cause it's very like, like I always joke that it's like a, that uh, V for Vendetta is like a, uh, like a an Ancom, Ancom book boy fantasy basically. Cause that that's what it is. Like it's very lefty-ish when you read it, but there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff in the book. Cause they go way more in depth in the book. Like it goes into like philosophy and stuff. It's way deeper than you'd think it would be in the book. Mm-hmm but uh yeah no swamp thing's my choice for my favorite it's it's like weirdly like a it's the, the whole run of almore's with that is basically a beauty beauty and the beast but for dudes <laughs> <laughs> uh that, that'd be a good way to put it like it's uh yeah it's because i mean it's basically a love story is what it is and it's about him him and the uh abigail i believe her name was but yeah i don't know if you have anything to go on that it's definitely a good one to check out the Art is kind of dated, but I kind of like it. It weirdly fits.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: especially for the time era, it's very like what's like late 80s, early 90s. Very much that type style.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, Have you you ever read that or no?
1: No, I haven't read that. I've read all, uh, the entirety of Watchmen. Um, and, you know, that's definitely one of my favorite comic books as well in terms of, you know, being up there for sure. I would say even a close second to Invincible um, just because I think the writing and characters are brilliant uh i just i'm a huge fan of the superhero genres. you can tell between those two books uh, but it, it's just tough i think the art in uh invincible is is just excellent like that's mm-hmm. that's another thing too that you know really draws me to it it's, it's just beautiful art too so
0: yeah the only reason i didn't pick invincible is cuz i'm not done with it so it feels weird to like put right. it as mine cuz right. right now where i'm at it's like probably already my favorite just i haven't finished it <laughs> so it feels weird to call it, it cause yeah. i don't know if it sticks the landing cuz there's been you know, there's so many shows out there that like will have be amazing, and then the ending just sucks and just messes it all up. So it's kind of I'm like yeah. hoping it doesn't do the same thing to me, but I haven't I haven't heard that to be the case for people who read it. So no,
1: I um I don't yeah. think you'll find yourself disappointed. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right,
0: uh, best for new readers. You, you get it. What's your pick for that?
1: Um, in terms of new readers, I I honestly don't have a, a specific series that I would recommend just because they're new um more so uh i would say i just have like uh little you know favorites of my own that i you know i personally kind of like in terms of the sequence and To pull those up, like mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of, uh, the amalgam comics.
0: <laughs> that's
1: niche, that's for
0: sure. Right.
1: So <laughs> Doctor Strange, Fate, uh, assassins. You have uh, Amazon, which is Storm and Wonder Woman, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, Iron Lantern. So Green Lantern, Iron Man, uh, Speed Demon. There you go. So Ghost Rider, so forth. Uh, I I just personally think those are fun because someone who's might be relatively new might have heard of those characters before and just might be interesting to like see those kind of unusual stories. But they're you know very kind of action packed and and intriguing. Um. So yeah, that that's that's what I'll go for. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> I, mean, I
0: can't see it though. I mean, they, they, those are. Uh definitely i don't know they're well known yeah and there's a lot of interesting mashups of, of them right. i've never read them though i've i've, I've like watched like videos to kind of give you a summation so i don't know if they were ever good i always assume they probably kind of sucked but they that just hasn't... had like some cool art i, I don't know yeah. i don't know i mean maybe i'm wrong you would be able to tell me better better, oh, they're, better if they're, they're good or not yeah
1: they're... <laughs> yeah they're definitely fun. yeah but...
0: all right the one i picked i kind of did a similar thing it seems to be like you're doing like one-offs i did a. Uh, god country by Donnie cates which he's like a more of a modern writer uh i'd highly suggest it that the it's just a one volume that's it like just because i do think one of the best ways to get into it is you, i don't really know if i'd want to send someone off on like an ongoing series to start them out so something like a one a one and done type thing a uh, you know a self-contained story like and that one's great for it. it's just a the story of a dude who fucking up- Sword falls from the heavens and he fucking picks it up. And this sword is apparently the god of swords. And now it has chosen him to wield it. And he, uh, this the guy who picks it up is this old, like he's kind of known for being like the town badass, but he's like old now and he's kind of he has dementia. So he's like he's just not all there. His dad takes care of him or not his dad, but his kid, his son takes care of him. And his son has a daughter. And it's it's actually really not gonna lie. I fucking cried at the end of the book because it's like really beautiful. Because what happens with a sword. Is it gives him his memories back. So while he's holding the sword, he's basically like a normal human again, and obviously gives him like some badass powers. So some like crazy fights in the book, because like come to find out, these other gods that used to wield the sword come to get it back, and like so it's him fighting them off to be like, no, I'm keeping the sword. And the whole time, his whole family is like, just give him back the sword, just give him back the sword. But for him, it's like if he loses that sword, he loses everything. And it's kind of there's a lot of great character stuff there, like between him and his son. Like they always had a really rough relationship So I'm pretty sure like I think his like wife died. So he pretty much raised a son alone. I am I might be wrong, but like – so they, they always had like a relationship, him and the – I don't know. It's really beautiful. You come to find out like why he's so stuck on like not wanting to let go of the sword. Also how like his – like the relationship he develops with his granddaughter because he never really got to meet his granddaughter because he hasn't been there for the entirety of her life like just mm. at all. It's been – you know, nothing going on up there basically um so yeah i don't know it's really really beautiful that's like i mean really that's honestly could make in my favorites too it's a really great book um donny cates is an amazing uh, like writer right now too so like if you're even like and also if you're like looking into getting stuff in general just go look for donny cates stuff like i know he's doing i think he did venom recently he did uh he's doing everything and th- this book was like kind of when he first hit the scene roughly when he started kind of burgeoning into like the mainstream like companies, but yeah, he's an amazing writer. I, I definitely highly suggest anyone go check it out. I doubt you probably read that. Um, you said you hadn't before, had you? Yeah, no. I I highly suggest it's a great book. Um, but yeah. Um, what's your most liberty minded mm. pick for that?
1: <laughs> well, that one will be <laughs> voluntary <laughs> for sure. Oh. Absolutely. Okay, shameless yeah. plug, huh? <laughs> It really is. I've seen a lot of different comics that, you know, supposedly support liberty. It it just, there's only one that I've seen that actually is like very liberty oriented. Um, And that's, I would say in terms of like principled liberty and actually like having that be robust. So yeah, voluntarist comic series kind of fits that niche, but I do have some other interesting pieces to show in a comparative that, you know, I think you would find fascinating. Um, for food for thought, you know, anarchy and mm. detective comics. So detective comics with Batman introduced the character Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's an example of how, you know, anarchism is portrayed very often in, uh, you could say, the comic book world. Pull this up real quick. So you can see right here, you know, mm-hmm. there was a treatment, you know, on Anarchy and there's, they're really cool covers and stuff. So, so <laughs> and, yeah, you know, got the green lantern ring there and they continue the, the story on. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures of the most recent, uh,
0: like that thing recently where they had the, Boog, the Batman captured Batman. I mean, it's, they are clearly doing a parody of the Boog boys, but it was, uh, um, oh, really? it was, uh, they called them the igloo boys. I believe. <laughs> really. Yeah, no, it was, uh, and they, they were all like, they, I think they said they were like alt-right racists. Uh-huh. Uh, it was pretty on the nose. Uh, Magnus Panvidia, he, he shared it. So he might, might still be able to find it on his wall. Uh, yeah. By the time this comes out, it'll be probably buried deep on his, on his timeline. So there's no
1: point. <laughs> That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah I know. Mean, I'll like, have to send it an, to you. An <laughs> honest, uh, portrayal of libertarian values or even, you know, general anarchism uh, in a lot of ways um, without it being kind of deemed as evil or just meaning a substitute word for chaos yeah and uh, i have some other comics i'll show you later whenever you after you show uh your favorite that deal with that specific issue of like how comic books treat the concept of liberty
0: yeah well this one is one of the ones that kind of doesn't fit the mold uh for me it's superman red sun uh-huh. They made a movie about it recently, so they did an animated one. It had some minor differences, if, mm-hmm. but nothing too big. But I mean, the basic concept of this one is, it's a I think they call them Elseworld stories in DC. But uh, the right. idea is, in this Superman landed in Kansas, he landed in Soviet Russia, and mm-hmm. so he kind of became this. He grew up in you know that era. He became kind of a, hey, you know a what's the word for like a follower of Stalin. And mm-hmm. he still is. It's weird because in the story, he very much has the same morals in a sense, but he uses a different political ideology. So it's mm-hmm. it's a great. Right. I, I love Superman Run Circus is a great example of how like communism, socialism, whatever fails, even when you know it's like that Milton Friedman quote, like what better what, what angels would you have running it? Like even right. when you have literally Superman, like the most morally upstanding individual you can think of, running it, it still goes to shit because yeah. like. I mean, and, and it's and it's kind of beautiful, like the way that the whole story ends. It kind of like is an epiphany for Superman, and he kind of is like, oh shit, and yeah. And it's funny too, because on the flip side, uh, Lex Luthor, is guy slash sort of bad guy, because he's mm-hmm. essentially in a in a way, kind of the he's the symbol of America in a sense in this comic, and he's still an asshole. It's still the mm-hmm. same old Lex Luthor. He's a still right. shitty a shitty person, but he is on the side, like the essentially the. I mean, obviously, like me and you would both say that, like, you know, the United States has its flaws, but he kind of is a representation of the symbol of freedom, if you will. Right. So he has that sort of roughly political ideology. And it's just interesting to see that even him being an asshole, like how he kind of wins out in the end because he has the correct ideology in that sense. Um, yeah, a really, really great book. Definitely check it out. It's it's another one that's like a one and done. So, I mean, even great for new readers, too. Um, yeah.
1: But. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> have you read Superman Red Sun or no? Um, I've read some of it, but I've seen the animated adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's mm-hmm. pretty much it. The yeah. only thing that bugged me—I don't know why—it really bugged me when I watched it. Is didn't they imply that Superman that he killed uh, Stalin in it or something like that? It's been a while now. I'd have to look. Yeah, it. I, I believe they did in the movie, but I don't think it <laughs> happened in the book because a big a big theme of the of the book and, and in general is the fact that he still was like morally him. He still didn't kill, mm-hmm. so didn't what whatever. So like it it, it kind of like sullied that in the in the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why? Like it, it didn't make make sense. I mean I don't know, I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure Stalin like dies in his sleep or some shit in the book or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. So the fact that he killed them was a little bit off. I might be wrong though. So well, he's
1: a commie after all so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so you said you want to show me some more about the comic or um, yes. Yeah, so like just another example of how the concept of Liberty is traded in, in comic books. So this is DC's agent Liberty, and this is, um, I would say it, it's a, a comic from the early 90s where, um, you know, this might ring a bell, uh, you know, the situation with Ruby Ridge and Waco and things like that um, were hot button issues during, uh, I would say, uh, just around this time. Uh, of course, that week goes a little bit later, but uh, the idea of like they called them right-wing uh, militia groups was is is like coming up in the '90s, and so this was the comic book world's taking on of that concept. Uh, but of course, in there too, they uh, demonize people, and, and um, I guess you could say uh, kind of downplay them as you know bad uh, because they want freedom and things like that. So it, it's it's definitely one of those stories that gives you an insight into how mainstream you know comics entertainment uh tries to shun those who want liberty so agent liberty is a good comic book for for seeing that concept unveiled they just
0: had a i don't know if you watched the the most recent i forget what it was called it was like the winter soldier and falcon or whatever that like show on uh, i i watched it and they I, had you they had u.s patriot in that which is like a similar thing which he was a I guess in the comics at one point was supposed to be a replacement for captain America. And he ended up being a like alt right type, like racist dude as well. And right. I, I'm really, now that you mentioned, I'm kind of like, want to go back and look and see like when they created that comic, if he, uh, like w- when they dropped it. Cause it is like, I wonder if it was around that same time period. Cause that was kind of like, I don't know the militia movements and stuff. And he was put right. kind of like, I remember how he was originally wrote in the comics. He was more like hardcore in that type of way, but also was like a racist and shit. So they, they clearly were playing that game. Yeah. Comics does have a, m- a bad history of like being caught up in propaganda. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: No, it always was from the beginning. Uh, I mean, obviously the government used uh, comics and animation to like promote war efforts and stuff, world war II and things like that. This uh, right here is one of the other, um, you could say Liberty oriented comic books in existence are technically principled they even has a Ford by Tom Woods this is made by Johnny Rocket, but he's not making it anymore as far as I know, but he did, uh, manage to pump out, I think at least one issue, maybe two. Um, but yeah, not very rare to find an actual, you know, voluntarist or principled comic book series out there that comes from that bent.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm going to have to go look and see when they uh created that character, US Patriot, because that is clicking now, too, because it is like that is a common thing. Obviously, like Superman and Captain America were both like products of like, you know, was it World War Two? I forget. I, I know, know they was like the, the famous like animation of Superman fighting off uh like, I don't know, was it Hitler and shit? And same thing with uh, Captain America. Right. So Yeah, I mean. I mean, they actually didn't. I'm pretty sure there was, like, a, a bust of the comics, like, for a while, shortly after, like, the World War II because it kind of, like, dropped in sales because it wasn't didn't have as much propaganda to kind of ride off of anymore. So there right. was a period of time where it kind of dropped off. And that was, like, one of the – you know, there's, like, the Golden Age, Silver Age, yep. all that stuff of comics. And that kind of was – I, I want to say that was kind of the interim for one of the ages. I just forget which.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Uh, with that, I guess uh, – if you do got, you got anything else you want to mention while we still got you on?
1: Yeah, uh, this is um, The Globalists. So this is another uh, liberty-oriented comic. I don't know if they're still in production right now. I haven't seen them do it, but it's made by an Irish guy uh, named Nigel um, in terms of if you want to see you know, comic book series that have a more liberty theme. But in this case, The Globalists are the technical protagonists and they're trying to suppress liberty, uh, you could say, for globalism. And it's... Wait, like in a serious sense, or are they clearly
0: being being a parody? Like, the, no, it's in
1: serious comic book sense. These are really oh. cool. Yeah,
0: real. <laughs> so, this is the opposite of the one you showed before. I got you. Right, right. <laughs> uh,
1: it's one of the uh, comics out there that actually shows Voluntarius. Uh, hmm. let me see if we can get this uh, on screen here. There we go. If you see right there. So, Voluntarius actually makes a cameo. <laughs> in this series so very interesting uh piece of history there in terms of liberty and and, and comics do you ever
0: uh, you file the lawsuit or, or what <laughs> no 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 i'm just kidding No. Kidding. No. <laughs> uh,
1: no, no, no. i'm friendly with him and he's cool and stuff um mm. and i said of course he, he was he wanted to know if like if all this could make a cameo i was like oh yeah of course, of course. yeah um in terms of Inter- like Some of the most interesting comics I could say I own for, if you're a uh, an cap and economics junkie is I actually have some very rare comic books from the Federal Reserve of New York. The Federal Reserve Bank put out their own comic book series. And in their comic book series, they talk about money. They talk <laughs> about banks. They talk about inflation. They talk about credit. They talk about monetary policy and they even talk about the origins of the federal reserve system. And why that's fascinating for this comic book series is that you actually get to hear uh, what the federal reserve bankers (laughs) think of what it is that they're doing and the narratives that they tell about how it is that they're uh, doing their stuff. And it's kind of funny because these are written, I think in the eighties, uh, maybe late 70s but definitely 80s and uh, in reading it you actually have some kind of admissions into like the politics of what was going on in early America and you could say you know their view of what they were doing uh, so it, it, it's fascinating I mean these are real pieces of, of history here in comic book form which is wild to think about propaganda pieces from the Federal Reserve um, and so yeah reading it is, is a wild trip but there's some interesting stuff in there, too. Like it talks about actual, you know, the history of money and like how money arose. And they actually talk about market based money and gold. And, you know, they go through the you can see here on the cover. Even they have like the Chinese Tao, Lydian, Turkey, um, Syracuse uh, gold coins. Um, they talk about checkbook money, Babylonia, um, you know, basically using tallies and things like that. It's, it's really a, a fascinating uh, history uh, on, you could say, money, credit. Banks and so forth. So
0: that is really interesting. I didn't know that was a thing they did, but that uh, definitely checks out. Like, we're getting it with the history of comics.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I have a a lot of, you know, stuff with culture and, and other things like that. It's quite fascinating. Oh, actually, I do have a, I just realized I do have a very special invincible here. So, which one's that? This is a probably pretty rare to get, I guess, at this point. Number zero uh <laughs> issue um and it says only 50 cents so maybe was this i'm not exactly sure it was like a free comic day one or something it almost <laughs> looks like it but it doesn't say free comic day so i don't think it was but this is actually i did i didn't realize i had an invincible in the stack um yeah it's it's almost like a special I think original teaser so this is Kirkman Otley and Crabtree and this one let me see the date on this Number zero, April 2005. So pretty wild. Yeah. No, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's I, a lot of interesting comics, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: with that, I guess, uh, I mean, if you, you want to go ahead and drop your plugs.
1: All right. So this is my plug. His name's Sal the Agress. No, it's uh, <laughs> okay. No. The uh, plugs right now, I would say, are the Voluntarius comic. Uh, that's a big one to check out. Um, easiest way to look it up would just be to go to the main website, Volcomic. That's V as in victory, V O L C O M I C dot volcomic.com. And there's a link to the latest campaign and, and past comic book issues. So, um, that's, that's kind of the big deal. We're actually over hundred percent funded. I think we're at, um, 108%. And we're very close to actually breaking through the first, uh, stretch goal. Um, so that'll be pretty cool if we actually hit that. I'm not sure if we will, but we're, we're, we're pretty close to it is also another favorite <laughs> superman alien versus aliens i love that series superman versus you know uh always batman versus predator superman versus aliens so i heard,
0: I heard the batman versus predator i not know superman versus aliens i feel like that's a they must have found a way to even the odds because i mean aliens are pretty pretty boss but they're still not that good
1: <laughs> no it's <not> superman, <laughs> but it's, it, yeah it's just i i'm a big fan of um unusual comics and like special series kind of thing like that's that's kind of my my a shtick when it comes to comic stuff like that yeah
0: well with that um i'm on uh, the no way jose youtube channel you can also find me anywhere audio podcasts are at hit me up at the liberty movement global at gmail.com uh like share subscribe comment or, or not, well yeah comment too all that good stuff As also you can hit me up on twitter at jose Galison or at gallison jose and with that young yeah, dude it's been great having you on man
1: thank you it's been great to all be right. on thanks jose
0: no problem.